And the Odyssey continues. What's up, Dojo Nation? I'm your host, Robbie Raz, here with co-host Randy Griggs. We got another episode of a Flavor Odyssey. Letter J, Randy. Letter Indeed. J. Letter J. How you feeling? I am fantastic. I'm excited. Uh, my good pal Robbie Raz is back from vacation, and even though we were um, we did broadcast last week. It's actually been two weeks since you and I were together in the studio. Like two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. How was your trip? It was great. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. We had a blast. Um, <clears throat> I could talk about it for an hour, but I won't. Please do. Um, Vietnam is awesome. The food is awesome. The people are awesome. Um, and uh, the dollar goes a long way in Vietnam. Nice. So you, you're, uh, it's easy to budget for. Very uh, good. Thailand is, we didn't get quite the same experience in Thailand. Uh, we were at a resort most of the time, which is, you know, I'm you know, womp yeah. Womp. Yeah. but yeah, poor us. Uh, but um, uh, beautiful country as well. Uh, great people, great food. Um, we mainly went for the food, you know. I ate my body weight in uh, in um, oh god, what was the the dish that I really liked in Vietnam? It was uh, the bun cha, which is like uh, it's a fish sauce with uh, pork belly and then these pork uh, like meatballs. <coughs> And uh, you serve that with uh, some uh, some herbs, and it's very very tasty. It's like a soup basically, but mm. not quite a soup. Well, you had uh, me at pork with pork. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was pork, and then there was a little bit more pork on the side. Uh, and then uh, a couple days in Hong Kong, um, beautiful country. Uh, or we really only saw like uh, kind of the downtown area. Um, and everybody was I, of all the countries I've been to, and I'm I'm not super well traveled, but uh, um, the most the nicest and most welcoming people I've ever met. Awesome, uh, were in uh, in Hong Kong. Uh, they're going through some tough times there with uh, <coughs> um, issues. We don't really need to get into. Yeah, but uh, it was uh, we felt pretty safe. You know, we never had any issues. So that's important. Um, yeah, I had a great time, man. Good. It was uh, 16 days is a long time to be on the road, though. Yeah. I'll tell you that. I was. I felt like the trip was one day too long. Mm. Yeah, but I'm happy to be back home. Uh, still not really on uh, California time yet, but we're working on it. All right. Um, had seven coffees before the show started <laughs> just to uh, make sure I could get through. But uh, no, good times, man. Good, good times. Good. Um, well, I also have uh, a bit of personal news I wanted mm. to share with the audience tonight. Um, I don't know that I've ever mentioned uh, my personal family. I, I have a I have a beautiful, supportive, patient, wonderful bride uh, who is eight and a half months pregnant, and so uh, uh, in the very very near future, as in the next week or two, um, I'm going to be a father for the first time. Congratulations! And thank you, Mazel tov. very much. Appreciate that. Uh, I want to share it uh, on Cigar Dojo though we're here on Flavor Odyssey because. Um, the craft beer industry and the cigar industry uh, and the communities around those industries have become like an extended family to me um, as it's really all I do with my personal time as well as my professional time. And so um, uh, I've worked it out with Eric and I told him, you know, I, I intend to have a celebratory cigar um, upon the birth of my son. And um, oh, I'm having a little boy. I don't know if I mentioned that. And uh, and so I wanted to do kind of a digital herf, and I thought, what better way than to not smoke alone uh, than to nice. push it out through um, the Cigar Dojo app 
and community. Uh, so if you enjoy the show, if you know me personally and uh, and you would be interested in, in sharing in that celebration, uh, we will do an announcement. I'll do it on my social media, my personal social media, as well as Cigar Dojos and through the app. Um, and uh, I think we'll probably come up with a hashtag or something like that um, and do a digital herf for a uh, kind of uh, Randy's son was born, uh, you know, uh, celebration. So uh, so watch out for that. It could happen um, literally any day at this point. Uh, <laughs> it, it could happen if if we have to cut the show short. You'll no, know why. Yeah, if Randy gets up and just runs off uh, off stage here. Do you have the uh, bag packed, like the, the getaway yes, bag? Yeah. Yes. We, uh, I did the whole prep bag. Actually, tomorrow I'm doing the tour of the hospital to mm. learn uh, where I'm supposed to park and everything. But we're all registered and... Uh, my son will be born at, at Alta Bates in Berkeley, California. Um, awesome. Yeah, and so our due date's actually December 7th, uh, so it might be a couple weeks still, but I just wanted to put that out there in case anybody uh, wants to keep track of that. Love for you guys to uh, join us and uh, and raise a pint of beer and, and light up a cigar and uh, be part of that with me. Do you so, already have your cigar picked out? I do, actually. Are, should we maybe no don't share it keep it that'll be like a surprise <laughs> yeah you got it um but getting into this evening's mm. uh festivities and celebration if you will we're smoking a beer and drinking a no <laughs> smoking a beer and drinking a cigar that's <laughs> yeah, awesome. exactly that should be our tagline <laughs> you got it smoking a beer and drinking a cigar uh so this is letter j as uh you guys already know um, so let's just jump right in. We are smoking. We're about halfway through, actually, because Randy took his sweet-ass time today uh, getting ready. He knew I was half asleep when I got here, so he thought, you know what? I'm just going to drag my feet for, I don't have my watch on, but it's about three hours now, I think. <laughs> That's um, a bit of an exaggeration. A little bit. Uh, so we are smoking the uh, Tyrannical Buck Connecticut uh, from Jossum Crawl. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, yeah, we're about halfway through this stick already, uh, and we are pairing that, Randy, with um, the artwork on these uh, their bottles is really interesting. Yep. The El Cedro uh, from Jester King. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure uh, Eric's got some sexy photos up there for you guys to see this. So this uh, Jester King is out of uh, out of Texas, yeah? Yes, out of the Austin, Texas area, home of um, some fantastic Texas barbecue. But, um, yeah, so Jester King. I think they have some cigars over there, too. I think there might be cigars in Austin. I'm not sure what the brand is. but uh, Austin's supposed to be a really cool city. I've never been. I've never been. Yeah, no, I did a a barbecue pilgrimage down there. And um, great nightlife. Barbecue pilgrimage? Yeah, I I went to all the, like, iconic. I went for a four-day trip to nothing. I literally went from one barbecue joint to a brewery to a barbecue joint to a brewery. For four days straight, I <laughs> put on fifteen pounds, but it was great. Eighteen actually, nice. four days. <laughs> uh, it hurt, um, but it was an exceptional trip. Now, exceptional was this trip. was this before or after the French Revolution? You're such a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so, uh, yeah, I guess I'll jump into Jester King a little bit. So, Jester King uh, describes themselves as a tra- traditional farmhouse brewery. Um, it was one of the reasons I wanted to. Uh, work with this uh, brewery and I was excited to find it for letter J um, because in my career doing beer education it is one of the regular questions that we get um, of what is a farmhouse ale yeah and so uh, to refer to something as a farmhouse ale tells you a couple few things Uh, first and foremost there's two primary styles that fall under the the term farmhouse ale that's a, a saison and a beer de garde um, those are both french terms uh, saison is french for season and beer de garde is french for uh, beer for aging um, so this I one i did not know that yes so this one uh it definitely falls in in the saison um range of flavors saison um again being the word season it really meant that it was the beer that was made by the farmhouse for the farm workers as a you know in in some stories and lore they would tell you that it was used somewhat as a payment um no matter what i always tell people you know think of what you would want to drink at the end of a long hard day of work out in the fields 
you know, tilling the land, harvesting the land. So it's going to be refreshing, dry. It's going to be a little bit higher in ABV typically um, because it, it was that end of the, you know, hard, long day in, in the summer um, of, of harvesting and, and working the land. So that being said, though, farmhouse, what it really indicates is it, the recipe varied from one farm to another. Hmm. It was a you know unique family recipe, so it's the widest variety of uh, of style. Uh, so it can hmm. range from light to dark. Yeah. It can range from four and a half to eight and a half percent alcohol. Um, uh, spices being added to it is an optional thing, but it does use uh, Belgian yeast which is going to drive a spicier characteristic. So usually if there are spices added, they're typically going to be grains of paradise or cardamom, black pepper that are going to accentuate some of those Belgian yeast flavor characteristics. Um, this one specifically was um, aged for 18 months in cedar, on cedar spirals, um, uh, giving a deeper cedar characteristic. Obviously, cedar is a very classic um flavor contributor to cigars as we age in Spanish cedar uh, and it was Spanish cedar used uh, to age this beer it was also aged on Britannomyces uh, Britannomyces is a wild yeast that's often used in sour beers and a lot of people confuse um, a Brett, we call it a Brett beer uh, with a sour beer uh, typically when you find a Belgian Lambic um that is sour from lactobacillus, it also has Britannomyces in it. Britannomyces itself does not sour beer. Mm. It gives more of a straw, sweaty horse blanket, um, barnyard-like flavor. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and so those characteristics are often found in lambics and gooses. Uh, from Belgium, uh, but but it's the lactobacillus that actually creates lactic acid that makes beer sour. Um, so this beer is, as you've had a couple sips, I don't know what you think. I would say that this is not sour, but it has more of that farm yard, barnyard kind of uh, flavor to it. It's funky. Yeah, funky. It's got uh, it's yeah. got some serious funk to it. Um, the pairing is I. I I'm not really even sure how to articulate what's happening just yet, uh, but we'll get into it. Um, so you said gooses in there. Yes. And there's gooses. A goose is not a goza. Those are well said. different beers. Yes. And I learned that from you. Oh. Uh, at one point, I think I texted you because I saw, mm. uh, I'd never seen a goose, and it's spelled G-O-U-S-E or uh, something like that. A Belgian goose is G-U-E-Z-E. -E. Yeah, that. It's that versus the German Goza, which is G O S E. Yes, mm -hmm. and I saw a, a goose on a uh, a beer menu somewhere. I don't remember where I was, and I took a picture and I texted you. I was like, "What the hell is this?" Because mm -hmm. I'd never seen it before or heard of it, and you uh, very succinctly explained it in a text. Yes, which was very nice, and I ordered it and I enjoyed the beer. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember anything about it. I remember enjoying it, and I remember looking at it, thinking, "What the hell is a goose?" And I just thought it was a typo. Ah, you know, yeah, but no, that's you know, just because I didn't know what the hell I was talking about. Actually, actually in our last show, um, one of our audience members asked the difference between a Goza and a Berliner Weiss because mm. those are both German sour beers. Um, and the short answer would be a Berliner Weiss um, in Germany it traditionally was very rarely served straight. It's usually um, served with Woodruff or raspberry flavoring. Uh, and then uh, Berliner Weiss is uh, classically uses sea salt in it, so it's mm. they're both soured with uh, lactobacillus, um, but a Berliner Weiss should be somewhat salty. Um, they're both three and a half to four and a half percent alcohol traditionally, where a Goose is a Belgian uh, blend of a one-year-old, a two-year-old, and a three-year-old Lambic um sour beer and so uh that's right those yeah. are a little <clears throat> bit more aged they have barrel aging um as part of it so you get more of the um the funk characteristics yeah. from the brett where you're not going to get that in a berliner or a goza so a goose is kind of similar to a uh like a, a blended whiskey sure where it's going to have different uh you take it from different ages and everything yep. and you and you mix it all together yep. and you get a, a nice little soup of awesome um exactly <clears throat> 
So, um, okay, cool. That's, uh, that's kind of a, a farmhouse in a nutshell. Uh, and I think we've, I know we've addressed this. I remember asking that question, uh, what a farmhouse ale was in one of our previous episodes. Okay. Uh, I don't remember which one it is. So go back and watch them all again, and then uh, we'll find it. Uh, but I think you basically <laughs> said all the same stuff. So, okay. uh, so we'll get into the cigar a little bit. Like I said, <clears throat> we are smoking the Tyrannical Buck Connecticut. Uh, this is also available in a Maduro. Mm-hmm. Um, so just a bit of info on uh, the brand. Uh, Jossum Crawl is m- 150% of you guys are familiar with uh, with this brand. Nice. Um, and it is uh, the the uh, the brainchild of Riste. And Riste, I'm going to screw up your last name. I've never really learned how to say it. Is it Ristevsky? Riste Ristevsky? Sounds eh. like a pretty good attempt. Close enough. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Jocelyn Crawl's been around since late 2015. That's a that's longer than I thought. Sure. It's a, a, a smaller boutique style brand mm-hmm. uh, with a big following online. A big online following. Um, and I was just surprised to see that it was late 2015. I, I I guess it was probably the the brand got bigger late 16 and 17 is probably more when it's uh, popping into my head. Right. But I, I haven't I, smoked much of uh, of the offerings. He's he's got a bunch of cigars. Yeah, I think um, one of the reasons that it wasn't more um, mainstream or widely um, popularized is because if I uh, remember um, his interview correctly, he did direct consumer mm, sales mm-hmm. for the first few years yeah so it wasn't found on any of the uh any of the national retailer sites you had to actually go to his site so i think it was um in probably 2017 that he changed uh, his see. business model and became more available to the country got it and now it's available throughout the u.s and internationally i remember seeing some uh, i don't have the uh, the list here but i know i, I believe germany uh, yeah, is just made an announcement. Yeah, about uh, and, and that's that's awesome, man. To take a brand from starting in 2015 selling direct to you know a short uh, what, about four years later, mm-hmm. um, just about because we're late 2019 now, um, to being available international. So uh, so kudos to Restay on that. That's uh, that's pretty awesome. Um, starting in 2018, uh, switches production to a, a different factory in. Uh, in Nicaragua, he uh, originally was working with uh, Noel Rojas, and I remember Noel from uh, uh, Guayacan was the name of his brand uh, back in the day. And uh, Noel makes some pretty good cigars. He's he's a he's a good blender, nice guy. Yeah. Um, and uh, New Order of the Ages, I believe, is what his factory is called. Kind of an interesting name. But uh, in uh, early 2018, uh, so just over a year, about two years ago. Uh, Riste switched the production to uh, what is the name of the factory is Tabacalera de Aragon, which just makes me think of Lord of the Rings. And that's because, uh, you know, Strider, Aragon, you know, he ends up spoilers. He's the king. Um, I think I probably don't have to warn people on that. I one. think 150 <laughs> percent of, 150 our percent of you actually are, know about yeah. that. If you've seen the films, yeah, uh, I don't remember. You're, I think I fell asleep. suck. <laughs> They just walk and walk and walk uh, I mean, for 19 hours. You know what's funny? Like, <laughs> you watch it, and they're walking this whole time, and like these little hobbit guys, they're all cute at the beginning. At the end, they're all tore up looking. Yeah. And, and then these big, giant eagles come out of nowhere, against spoilers, to save them. Like, where the hell were these eagles at the beginning? It's, it could have taken like five minutes. Hey, can you fly us to the mountain so I can drop the ring in? Yeah, yeah I think that's I must all have fallen did. asleep before the yeah. giant eagles. I don't well, know. that was the end of the third movie. Yeah, I would have never. Uh, Return of the King, which... Um, I don't think I saw that one. Uh, I believe it's Return of the King, which was uh, won the Oscar for Best Picture. Yeah, Oscar-winning movies aren't usually... Not, not, a, big part of what you're, uh, not a big part of what you're no. doing. Um, you're more of a John Wick kind of guy. Oh, I love John Wick. <laughs> I actually watched on... Uh, I flew home on uh, China Airlines okay. and watched uh, John Wick 1 and 2. Oh, I had nice. seen one before. I hadn't seen two. And three, I guess... Just recently came out. Yeah, they are fantastically violent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you don't. I if somebody killed my dog, I go buck wild too. Oh yeah, I don't even I mean, like that you said that out loud on our show. It's not even. Well, I mean, that's kind of, <laughs> kind of what happens. Uh, they also stole uh, his car. They did. So oh, it was a sweet car. I'd have left it at that. Um, anyway, there was some uh, loss. Yeah, they took things they shouldn't <laughs> have, and that's where we're at. Yeah. 
so the uh, so the tyrannical buck uh, is available in um, the Maduro and the Connecticut, and this is a brand new cigar. Like this just came out this year. So um, the I'm pulling up the wrong freaking notes here, Randy. You are so much more organized than I am. So the Connecticut, <clears throat> according to the interwebs here. Uh, started shipping to retailers in June of this year, so it's only been what's that four months ago, and the uh, the Maduro uh, was shipping uh, about a month before that. They are both available in uh, four sizes: the tyrannical buck, uh, the I'm just going to give you the sizing here. It's uh, the Magrum 48 is a four by 48, so that's kind of like a Rothschild. Uh, yeah, not quite a petite Corona. That would be more like a 46. Yeah. Um, 44 probably uh, then we got the Generosos which is a 5 and a half by 40 which would normally be referred to as Generosos but that's fine I mean I know I got yeah it's I just don't have we've talked about this I you just, do really well when you I try just, I, I just the Generosos yeah I, I just I, I sound like a, a goober and that's okay <laughs> I've, I've uh, I have <laughs> I've embraced it Okay. You know, sometimes when you're just a dork, you have to embrace it. <laughs> um, the Doblace, which I believe is what we're smoking, the six and a half by 50. And yes. the uh, Gollum Buck, which Gollum, interesting. Um, I may be pronouncing that wrong. Uh, that is a five and a half by 60. That's a, that's a beefy cigar right it there. Is. So uh, both the uh, Connecticut and the... Uh, Maduro are available in that side. The Connecticut Ecuadorian uh, Connecticut Shade Wrapper, <coughs> the uh, Maduro is a broadleaf. Mm-hmm. Uh, with uh, binder is Jalapa, and then uh, fillers from Pennsylvania and Condega and Esteli. So it's an interesting blend. It's an interesting cigar. It started out for me really, really mild, really mild, uh, to the point where I was starting to get concerned about the pairing a little mm-hmm. bit. Although I had no idea what to expect from this beer. We'll get into that in a second. This beer is, is unique uh, for me anyway. Yep. Um, but about maybe about a half inch in, flavor really started to kick up. Yep. Uh, body picked up. It's still kind of a medium minus on the body. Yeah. Uh, maybe a medium flavor. So it's, I mean, it's a Connecticut. It's one of those ramped up Connecticut's, not your, uh, your grandfather's Connecticut or whatever. Um, people call the old style it's a bit more uh new age connecticut if you will um and so far you know so good we're about halfway through like i said and uh the flavor is kicking up what uh, are you picking up off this cigar from a flavor standpoint well i agree i I think it's very much picked up Uh, i'm getting a lot more of the um honestly i do get some nice cedar notes um light spice characteristics that probably would um I would define as uh, like a white pepper in the retro hail. Um, get some uh, nice baking spices. I, I wouldn't say anything s- sweet like uh, cinnamon. It's definitely not sweet. No, I don't get a lot of sweetness. No, no, not at all. And I, I'm, not I'm wondering if uh, if the beer is is impact. Sorry, I'm, I'm relighting here. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if the beer is impacting um, that because the beer is has, as far as I can tell, zero sweetness. Um, very dry, and right. it's uh, so. I, I'm wondering if that's uh, a, a, a byproduct of the pairing, because mm-hmm. I would expect in a Connecticut like this. Although looking at the blend, maybe not. Uh, but you would expect a little bit of sweetness, but I'm just not getting much at all. Right, just saying jalapa, I immediately yeah. look for a, sweetness. A, a little bit, yeah. yeah. You think you get some, uh, and I'm sure there's a little bit in there. Uh, I haven't really been looking for it. I do feel like this would pair very nicely with just a cup of coffee, which, frankly, agree. That's what Connecticut's. As far as I'm concerned, we're made for. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. you smoke in the morning, you pair it with your coffee. Um, but it's it's definitely picking up some, uh, like a dry spice mm-hmm. in there, like a dry baking spice um, into some of those spices that have weird names that I don't necessarily know what they taste like, uh, that kind of stuff, like a cardamom, whatever, all those, all those spices that my wife has in the cabinet that I'm not really sure what they're for. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I know about cardamom pods mm-hmm. Is if you break them, mm-hmm. they're little pods like this. You break them and you put them in a gin and tonic. It's very good. Oh, yeah. I've, I've got a jar of them. I'll show you. I use for um, I blend my own teas, and I use uh, Grains Paradise cardamom, and 
<laughs> and 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 I'll tell you, and and to your point about it being a uh, um, <laughs> uh, pairing driven, mm. uh, I definitely get cardamom and grains of paradise in the beer, mm. and and so it's kind of leading me that direction with the cigar. I think it's influencing it, but I think the the cigar is actually picking up that spice and letting it kind of resonate on the palate. It's um, not being overwhelmed. And so I, I'm finding a, a very uh, pleasant similarity in the spices between uh, the beer and the cigar on this pairing. Yeah, there is, uh, when we get in, we'll get into the beer a little bit here, um, and I'll just talk about my experience, what I'm tasting here. It's very bitter. <clears throat> I'm getting a ton of bitterness uh, on the finish. It's a very dry, bitter finish. Uh, for me, this is not uh, the kind of beer that I would seek out. Uh, I tend to avoid saisons, uh, which maybe isn't is that profiling. Maybe it's not fair. Um, like I, just because it's that, but like you said, saisons can be so different. Yeah. Um, I've just I've had maybe one or two that I kind of enjoyed. It's just it's 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 just spicy and. Yep. I don't know. It's not spicy hot. It's spicy like all the weird stuff that we were just talking right. about: cardamoms and pods and nuts and all well, kinds yeah, of weird you, stuff. Yeah, if you don't you take the time to you know learn flavor uh, and how wow. It, it, uh, <laughs> no, no, uh, I, I hear you. I, I almost took my headphones I, off, got up, and walked out. I, no, I, I do feel that saisons are some, somewhat. Um, uh, they, they kind of you Dick. know pe- people either <laughs> like them or hate them. I love them personally. Uh, I, I said for years, this is a long time ago, but I said for years, Saison's would be the next big style to grow. And they were for a minute. They, they still kind of They have are. had little flare-ups here mm. and there. Where, um, they're definitely, in my opinion, the best style of beer to pair with food uh, because mm, there yeah. is such a, a wide range of flavor you can work with there. They are typically quite dry, mm-hmm. so there's not a lot of residual sweetness to... Um, kind of over overpower or detract from other flavors uh that you're pairing with um but i can see where you go where you say bitter on this i i typically reserve um, references to bitterness um when it's coming from the hops i think this is more of an astringency that you get from the the uh from the yeast profile and how dry it gets from the Britannomyces um continuing to uh consume that sugar drying mm. it out even further uh so i find it somewhat astringent more than bitter myself that's probably a better term I, when i say bitter i don't mean hot bitterness at all there's a little bit of hot flavor in there um and i think this is was this dry hopped uh it does it is referenced as a hoppy yeah. farmhouse style yeah uh, so i actually I, said anything on the um on the website yeah, about, about. Uh, about the technique <laughs> But it's didn't say anything on the website. Yeah, literally. <laughs> There's, I mean, no offense. Their the website looks great. It's just a picture of the beer. It's a That's beautiful it. picture. Yeah, it's a great shot. Great photo. Yeah. It's it's nice and moody. You get, like, angles and light and little uh Literally not depth one word about yeah. the flavor Not, not of the a beer. single word. Yeah. Or the technique to yeah. brew it. Yeah. Nothing. But uh, that's okay because... But it's six and a half percent alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, there's a little story on the back here. Have we read that? I haven't read it. This is from batch number 10. Interesting. So this is this particular beer, uh, El Cedro. I I looked on the untapped. Are you uh, an untapped guy? You know, I, I have an account. I've literally never checked into a single beer on untapped yet. Really? Yeah. Kind of like me on Twitter. I just don't. I have. I, the only time I tweet is when I check in on something on untapped, actually. <laughs> oddly enough. Um, but I, I, I pulled it up on, uh, on the untapped just to see. It's been checked in about 14,000 times. So... I don't know how widely available it is. Uh, they're based in Texas. We're in California. So, I mean, you do the math. Maybe you can't find it in smaller towns, but yeah. I would imagine in larger markets, uh, it's a, a beer that's going to be available. It does come in uh, in a bit of a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, antiquated format. Antiquated, does that seem fair? Um, of the, uh, in, in my sp- opinion, I would say a specialty format. It's specialty a, format. It's a 750 I'm, milliliter bottle. I'm sticking bottle. with antiquated. He, Rob only drinks beer out of 16 ounce cans. It's, that's it's, just, it's just how it is. <laughs> it's just how it is. No, that's not true at all. But it's, I, I, I mean, I shouldn't say that. That's just my opinion. I, I tend to avoid this type of format unless it's something that I know 
that I love, like an eclipse. Mm. But that's also, I still think, that, I just don't understand. Why do you have such a big bottle for a beer that's like 12%? Because of um, the opportunity. Oh, there's for a, a there's an answer. It was just more of a rhetorical <laughs> question, Randy. It, it's for sharing because it's such a high ABV beer. Oh, well, um, this format actually uh, skyrockets around right now for the holidays, mm. um, and and it's something that I take a lot of pride in with beer. As I got into beer when it was um, when the layman common person thought of beer as Bud Light, Coors Light. And wasn't really for the sophisticated palate when um, I think the whole industry took a step forward when people started showing up with corking cage 750s of a high end high ABV beer as a holiday offering when they show up to someone else's house for holidays. It was now all of a sudden more of a sophisticated, more uh, well received beer in kind of a more affluent setting. Interesting. That's just my take. No, that's, that's that makes sense. <clears throat> And beer is, has traditionally been viewed as kind of like a, I don't want to say poor man's beverage, but right. it's it's always been like, it's never been on the same level as wine. Right. And uh, No, the first time we yeah. took, a, when beer took a, a cover on Wine Spectator magazine or, uh, or Wine and Food magazines, that's when all of a sudden, you know, people that used to kind of look down on, you know, beer consumption... Uh, started realizing that it actually had a, a place as a culinary art and as an extension of uh, of your culinary experience with what's on your plate, with hmm. what's in your glass. Interesting. Um, so take so that with your rhetorical question. Yeah, fine, whatever, <laughs> dude. Um, it's you know I'm I'm sticking with bitter as the descriptor here. It's like it's almost like the like the rind like of a of a lime or something without. The fruity aspect of it. Sure. If you taste that, uh, it, and it's just, it's, you get that kind of, that face, the bitter face. Right, from astringency. Do you remember, who, what, do you remember the bitter beer face commercials? Oh, yeah. What was that, that from? familiar. And, cause, and it had that old guy and his face yep, kind of yep. like shrunk in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're going to, okay, somebody, up. yeah, somebody in there is going to, uh, in the chat, can look that up. Bitter beer face. Who was that? That was before bitter beer was a good thing. Right. Yeah. Now it's, uh. Now the most it's like, popular yeah, beers now the on more, earth. Are, more bitter, the better. Right. Uh, but uh, anyway, that's a total non sequitur. But uh, yeah, but I'm sticking with that. It's kind of that rind of a citrus rind without the citrus mm-hmm. part. And I don't know if I'm articulating that well, but I think you guys know what no, I'm saying. Th- I think you nailed it. And I would also refer to um, the rind of a citrus fruit as uh, astringent. Mm. It's more of a tactile sensation than uh, taste. So bitterness is a taste, one of the five tastes that you can uh, perceive on your tongue. Mm. Uh, bitterness, uh, sourness, sweet, salty, and umami. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to me, I think what you're, what you're describing is more of a sensation than yeah. a taste. Okay. Um, so that would, to me, uh, squarely classify it as astringency. All right, fine, whatever. <laughs> um, I, I I don't know what it, I don't know what astringency is. I do now. I didn't before. I still would say bitter, but whatever. And you're welcome to. And I still think you. that I'm that uh, that Pliny is nine percent. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, a, yeah, you always question me about it's, beer. It's really not. <laughs> well, you know, part of part of the job of the host uh-huh. is to play the dummy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Draws the. Uh, it's all an act. Uh, I know all this I stuff. Like I, I like it. I know. But I want to. I'm furthering the conversation. Mm-hmm. By uh, putting me in a position to to exceed, yes, to succeed, yeah, indeed. Unlike you did on the uh, Monday's live, correct? When I was sideways <laughs> and you didn't even mention it to I me. I did. If you go, well, you can't go back because we didn't save it. But one of the, the like the first comment in there was me saying sideways. Dot dot dot. <laughs> I know it's not helpful, but I pointed it out. Um, anyway, as I said in the the live, uh, Randy was fired. I fought tooth and nail to get him back on the show. So. Um, uh, so and I'm we're hugely good. grateful for that. As you should be. As you should be. <laughs> um, so do you want to you get into the pairing here a little do bit? this? Yeah, let's, yeah. Uh, let's yeah. get into it a little bit. All right, so starting with intensity. Um, I do think that uh, the intensity of the beer is absolutely amplified by the spicy character. Um, it almost becomes, uh, even though the, the beer itself, uh, the body 
is is medium mm. the the intensity does uh you know venture into a more full intense uh flavor profile because of the tactile sensation of astringency as well as the predominant uh yeast characteristics that are driven um, through spicy uh where uh even though we both agreed that the cigar picked up in intensity as uh as we got past that first half inch um, I'm going to say that the intensity is off a little bit here, that the, the beer is overpowering the cigar a bit. As I said, the, the spice characters in the, in the beer, I can taste in the cigar, which tells me I'm just being, the beer is continuing to dominate the flavor profile as I'm, as I'm going back and forth between the two. So I think we missed on intensity a bit. Um, the, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's that far off. Sure. Um, it's I, I understand I see what you're saying I this is gonna be kind of weird but I think that and no it's not one of my weird analogies it's just <clears throat> that I feel like the timing in this pairing is interesting I don't know if that makes sense but let me explain so when you take a puff of the cigar you get that initial burst of flavor exhale you get a little bit of the lingering lingering flavor and it starts to die away um, with I think if, if you take a sip like right after you expel the, the smoke from your mouth, the, the, f the intensity kind of like just continues, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. I don't know if I'm articulating this well or not. Normally, you take a puff of the cigar, whatever, you sit it down, you take a sip of the beer. But I feel like the, the, uh, the timing here is a little bit more important. But maybe that's just a, a weird way of me saying that you're right. The, uh, the intensity probably isn't quite right. You have to hit it like right at that precise moment before you lose too much of the cigar flavor ah, right, do you know right. what i mean yeah 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 uh with other when when the the uh intensity is more spot on it's just kind of it's less work i feel like you have to do a fair amount of work to make this work well said <laughs> thank you <laughs> no, a man I, of many words yeah no no i totally agree the um yeah in, in the end, I think the beer overpowers the cigar, though, mm. because I think the cigar has some nice um, nice woody and, and spicy characteristics of its own that just kind of become an extension to the beer, and I, I can't really differentiate the, the flavor of the cigar itself, so yeah. I think it's getting run over a bit by a bit, the beer. Yeah. It's not bad, uh, I think the, and I think the flavor, <clears throat> the flavors, as we're about to get into here, aren't that far off no I, I think the flavor hook works better than the intensity yeah yeah because i think there's some kind of barnyard spicy uh, you know, what was nuance the, in the, uh, the term you used earlier was a sweaty horse blanket that I think one. Is, yeah uh, that's the, uh, god that's descriptive <laughs> that is mouth watering descriptors right there <laughs> sweaty you, horse blanket if you like belgian uh sours that have pediococcus and and lactobacillus and, and Britannomyces, and you know what I mean when I say a ho sweaty horse blanket. And it's this deep, rich, funky yeah. characteristic I love. Pediococcus <laughs> sounds like something you need to get a shot for. That's <laughs> a shot of penicillin, clear it right up. Gross. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You said you wanted me to kick some beer knowledge here. Yeah, I wasn't you. expecting Pediacaucus. <laughs> um, didn't he run for president? <laughs> no, that was... Uh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's official. Yeah, so on that note... We've I'm lost gonna, it. I'm going to go with uh, thumbs down on this pairing. Mm. Uh, I like the cigar very much and think um, that it would benefit from something a little sweeter. I agree with you. Uh a nice um, uh, coffee with some cream in it, um, yeah. I think, would make this a very smooth and, and enjoyable cigar where um, I think the beer just drives it into this super spicy uh, place. Yeah, yeah. I would. Uh, I, I agree. It's a thumbs down. It's a we're doing a, a major disservice to the cigar, I think, right. with this pairing. Um, <clears throat> I'm not. I'm more concerned with the cigar than the beer. This beer isn't really in my wheelhouse. It's right. not something that I would uh, uh, seek out. Um, the cigar, however, is. Um, and, yeah, a coffee, something like that. Wait, when you talk about coffee, though, 
So in Vietnam, in northern Vietnam, they have a thing called egg coffee. Now, have you have you heard about this? I saw you post about it. Yeah, and it sounded disgusting. So, <laughs> in in uh, in Hanoi, Hanoi specifically, which is where it started, and it's kind of a northern Vietnamese thing. Um, they put uh, condensed milk in their coffee because the coffee's really really strong, and so they put condensed milk, which is a bit sweeter, <clears throat> in their coffee, so it's, and it's a bit thicker than regular milk. So you get uh, a bit more of a viscous kind of mouthfeel, a heavier sweetness to uh, offset the strength and uh, roasty notes sure. of the coffee. Sure. Um, so the story goes that uh, uh, about 50 years ago, this one particular guy whose name I don't know, um, but we did go to his establishment. Um, he was a baker at the time, and he was, he, made, he was making something, I don't know, making a cake or whatever. And he wanted a cup of coffee, but he didn't have any condensed milk. So he was working with a batter, and he saw the consistency of it, and he thought, you know, I'm going to take an egg, whip it up, and it's just the egg. I think it's just the yolk. It's not the egg white. So, like, if you're, um, like if you're doing a cocktail, yeah. you use the egg white. Right. This is the egg yolk, I believe. I'll, I'll look it up and see if I'm... I'm wrong, but I, I'm, I'm pretty it's sure either it's either that or the exact opposite. Yeah, it's one of the two. <laughs> I, mean, I got a 50 50 shot. Yeah, totally. And usually I'm wrong on 50 totally. 50 shots. So now, he, I was thinking Orange Julius, which again would be a white. But, yeah, no, I think it's we'll I, I think it's the yolk because it's it's a heavier consistency. Vietnam, so. so he um, <laughs> so he takes this yolk. He kind of he just really, really whips it up. So it's you get that nice, the, the real small, like uh, small bubbles in there. So it's got a nice uh, thick mouthfeel to it. Added some sugar and put that in his coffee. Really liked it, hmm. um, and uh, you know shared it with some friends, whatever. And, and everybody loved it. It seemed people started coming to his uh, his bakery shop just for the for the coffee. Huh. And it wasn't a thing that he was he wasn't like publicizing it. It just kind of happened. So he stopped being a baker and opened uh, turned his place into a coffee shop. Is that right? Oh yeah, and uh, just made egg coffee, and it uh, it just took off from there. And there's it's like a Vietnamese specialty. It's a a thing, yeah. Hmm. And you can get it in a lot of places. We tried it um, at just this place on the whatever, just regular coffee shop, and it was okay. But we went to the main spot, which I'll find out what it was. And and, um, by uh, the time we air this, and hopefully I can put it in the chat so you guys can see. Uh, But you can find, uh, we found this on a video on uh, one of those travel vlogs on YouTube. Um, And it's, so you basically get the, about that much coffee, and then the rest would be egg. Yeah, so it's just like a little bit, of like almost like a shot of espresso and 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 foam basically at the top. So it's like a like a cappuccino, but with a, a thicker and sweeter uh, flavor. And you kind of have to use a spoon, to, like you're spooning it, and you have to stir it up and everything. Mm. It's really good. Huh. It's really really good. Now here's this is here's where it becomes relevant. They also do an egg beer. Uh yeah. That sounds even worse. It's, <laughs> you know, it's, it is, <laughs> it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Um, and it was actually pretty good, but it's basically, you're taking just a lager because everything over there is just kind of like a general lager. Okay. Not everything. They had craft beer too, um, but just a general lager. And then you add in uh, some of the egg to it and mix it up and it, it becomes almost like an orange Julius, that type of consistency. And it's a bit sweeter, so it still tastes a bit like beer, but it mainly tastes like a, like a beer milkshake, which also doesn't sound good. So, so I, I gotta ask because I saw your photo of it, and, and just even the way you're describing it, it seems like uh, something really hard to keep carbonated. How is the carbonation on on this beverage? Oh yeah, it, yeah, the carbonation kind of goes. It's right. Still. Yeah, you, you pour it in, and it, it foams up pretty good, and then it's it's almost like uh, when you pour uh, root beer. Yeah. On ice when you get the thick head of foam. Right. right so it's right. it's actually kind of difficult to make it work because they give you a big glass with the egg in it and the beer is separate. So you pour the beer on top. So the first few sips of the beer that you get are really, really sweet. Oh, you do it yourself. You do. Yeah, the they serve it separately. I see, I the see. coffee comes in one glass. Uh, the beer comes in like a mug, beer mug, uh, with uh, the can on the side. Okay. Uh, but they also do... Um, egg soda and all kinds of different things um because i guess when you find something that uh <laughs> i don't know what that was <laughs> when, when you find something that uh that people like especially tourists you uh try to expand and, and 
make as many different uh, things for people to spend their money on as you can. So I, I guess they do like a, an egg soda, and I, I didn't really get into that. But the beer was pretty good. The coffee was great. It doesn't sound good, and I went in very skeptical, but it is quite tasty. Uh, that would be way too sweet to pair with this. But uh, I think this cigar would pair really well with coffee, maybe like a cream soda. Ooh, you know, something like a little that. bit sweet. Yeah. Uh, cream soda pairs pretty well with cigars, uh, root beer as well. Um, if you're looking for something that's non-alcoholic. From an alcohol standpoint, I mean, rum, I think rum is always an easy answer. Uh, an aged rum to pair with this. I don't know. What, can you think of anything that, because uh, this is, it's a very tasty cigar. Uh, I'm just curious what you think would, would make a good pairing. Yeah, actually, so now that I've kind of. Uh, Maybe from well, a beer standpoint. Yeah, the last few sips here. I've moved away from the beer, and I'm just smoking the cigar with the Topo Chico. Um, and honestly, I think that this would do well with anything from a brown ale all the way to a porter, mm. um, possibly even a, a lower ABV stout. It, it does, now that I'm kind of getting some uh, some distance on my palate from some of those stronger spice characteristics from the, the beer, um, there is kind of more of that um, richer flavor from the tobacco that I'm able to perceive a lot better um, uh, just smoking it with water. Uh, so, yeah, a, 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 any malt-forward um, beer probably does pretty darn well with this cigar. Hmm. It's, it's actually pretty tasty. Now, what about the beer? Uh, what, a cigar that might pair well with yeah. it? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> just no. Just, just no. This isn't a, a beer that I would ever choose to pair with a cigar again. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm on board with that. Yeah, I was going to say, can you name something? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that there's... Maybe an acid cigar? More botanicals? Well, maybe. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's tough because the flavors that are in here are so different from any other any other beer and it's going it's really different than any cigar that i've really smoked so i think you'd want to go with more of a contrasting kind of pairing but i don't know what what that would be would that be something sweet yeah, like a, like a sweet maybe a maduro something with some sweetness that's a good call um well done that's why you're the cigar guy i know stuff um I think that might work better. I'm not going to try it because I don't care for the beer, but um, <clears throat> maybe you can and report back. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Beautiful. I like the beer, just not with the cigar. Yeah, it's horse blanket. <laughs> 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 All right. Sweaty yeah. horse blanket. That is nothing is more uh, appetizing. So unfortunately, that is two thumbs down for yeah, us. Yeah, then. two thumbs okay. down. We were we were we'll bound to run into a, into a bad pairing. Yeah. Um, good cigar. Uh, but uh, I think we did it. We did it a bit of a disservice. Maybe once we get through the uh, through the alphabet, and I'm just kind of throwing out ideas here, we can revisit some cigars that we had poor pairings with and try to find something that's a little bit better. Like so it. maybe we uh, do another uh, another episode with this particular cigar without the constraints of the uh, alphabet mm. and see if we can find something that works. Um, so this Friday, Smoke Night Live, yeah. Yeah, it's a good show. Yeah, I like that one. I, I've heard it. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we've got it's the name that tune episode. Yes. Do have you know s- how that works? Yeah. Have you seen one of those? I don't think I have. So they, they, they I want to <laughs> play though. Yeah, they. Eric, they, can I play? Everyone gets to play along, uh, and I think it's the first person in the chat that guesses the right tune um, wins something. So I think Eric was saying that they're going to do uh, a few. I think they they take points. As, as you go. So the person with the most amount of points, uh, I believe he said they have two or three um, giveaways for the cool. show this Friday on the name, that tune. And it's, um, uh, you know, they, they they work to do a whole range of genres from uh, rap and reggae to rock and uh, and everything in between. Just leave the country out. I hope so. Yeah. Oh, I, I really don't like country music. <laughs> I'm sorry. I strongly just, dislike. Yeah, yeah, it's that's a big thumbs down in the uh, in the Robbie Raz household. Uh, just so how it goes, they read some song lyrics. So there's no guest. Uh, right. I think it's just uh, Eric and Jordan, right? Yep. yep. And they're going to read some song lyrics, and then uh, apparently the first person who chimes in with the correct name gets some points. You accrue those points at the end. Whoever has the most points wins some uh, fantastic prizes. That's right. That sounds awesome. I'm going to yes. play. I hope you do. I, I will tell you from the last uh, episode that they did um, 
uh, with this theme is make sure you have a good um, uh, Wi-Fi feed mm. as uh, I, there was a lot of contention in in the in the uh, feed as to who answered first ah. people felt like they answered first but they had a slow connection so they so, didn't answer so first they didn't answer first and people and were getting upset yeah it happens it does happen <laughs> um well hopefully that doesn't happen this time i'm yeah. gonna win by the way yeah. i will donate my prize when i win Oh, that's Actually, I'm not going to win. I'm horrible at stuff like this. If it were if it were movie quotes, that'd be a different story. Oh, well, dom- as long as it was either a total geeky movie like uh, Lord of the Rings or a horror, I think yeah. you would do well. Yeah, I think any like normal it, yeah. movie, you might struggle a little bit. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know what a normal movie is, but um, like a rom-com. You're, are you a rom-com guy? I don't even know that term, Rob. <laughs> Come on. You're a total rom-com, dude. I, I I'm a big notebook guy. I think. So uh, <laughs> we do have uh, a, a bit of a, a teaser for you here at the end of the show. Such I, a tease. <laughs> I am I I love teasers and rumors myself and rom coms. That's that's just me. Uh, so we do have some huge news uh, coming for the show. Flavor Odyssey. It's massive. Um, and so please stay tuned. You know, we, we appreciate all the support, um, that, that we get on the show so far. Uh, again, to Rob's point, this is our 10th episode and uh, a lot of our audience is stuck with us. They message us. Uh, we love that. We love interacting the questions, beer questions. I love, um, doing my best to try and answer those, um, as well as jumping on whenever we're available to, uh, in the, the chat. And partake and interact with you guys. So uh, stay tuned in the next uh, show or two, uh, eventually. Ish. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're going to have some really big news. Uh, yep. So stay tuned. Um, yeah, so we'll be back next week with the letter K. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So uh, we could do a Jossum Crawl again. Technically, we could. Yeah. Um, but technically, we could do whatever the hell we want. <laughs> That's kind of, I think we've established that. No, we've got letter K coming up. What do you, yes. what, what do you got K? Kristoff starts with K. Ah, I haven't smoked Kristoff in a while. That's a good um, one. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. K, K is a Krispy Kreme? Krispy Kreme starts with a K? I'm not sure if that's a beer or a cigar, though. Donuts. <laughs> donuts. The next episode will be cigars <laughs> and donuts. It'll Boom, be, I'm in. It'll be an amazing Cigars and show. donuts. All right, so we'll be back next week. Uh, thanks for checking out this episode. Appreciate the support. Guys, we uh, will see you next week. Letter K as the Odyssey continues.